pretty sure. Oh, we're live. <laughs> we're, we're live. Welcome to the Gambling Shack. <laughs> I go by the name of Bobby Beats. You can follow me on Twitter at RoboHairs Jr. That's my main man, Gabe Myers. He underscore Myers33. Uh, that is his Twitter handle. Uh, Gabe, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm on a huge delay on the screen with the visual aspect of things. So we might we might turn that off for the for the time being with okay. the uh with the with the screen delay I, I, that's gonna bother me if we keep it there <laughs> well gabe you in the screen delay um trying to see what type of you know the astros are looking good so far they're looking good like I said before the show, I don't care how they look. I don't care how they get it done. Just win three out of the next five. The Texans are struggling and pretty much dumping their whole team. I, I told you they were going to be atrocious before the season started. You had this idea that they I said gonna... they'll win at least three or four games. I wasn't like high, high on this team saying this team could actually do something. Rob, you tweeted out on Sunday, I have a feeling we beat Arizona. <laughs> I don't know. Some something came about me. I was I was at the station. See, on Sundays, I normally just work 4 a.m. to 9 and I get out of there and let the fellas come in and do the pregame show of the Texans. But since the Texans played um let me see. They played they, the late they, afternoon. They yeah. played late afternoon, so I had to stay the regular Sunday shift, which is 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. And, and my mind just started racing, and I just started wondering what could be, what could happen. And um, I was excited when I seen 5-0, to zero, but after 31 points came after that, it was pretty much over. Yeah, that's not uh that wasn't great. But one of us bet the Arizona Cardinals against the spread, uh, thankfully. So that that's good. Uh this week, Rob, we've seen a lot of line movement this week, college and pro. We'll start in college. This is a game that you're betting on, and we'll start there. Uh Ole Miss goes to Auburn. Um, this line opened as a pick'em on yeah. Sunday. And it opened as a pick'em, and someone that I Trust in the betting world. Hammer Auburn, Hammer Auburn, Hammer Auburn. When it was a pick, Hammer, Hammer Auburn. Now I'm just kind of like, man, really? Auburn, like, I don't know. I know they're at home, but I don't know if they pass the eye test. Ole Miss can really put up points. Well, now it's Auburn minus three. Uh-huh. It's Auburn minus three. So that makes me, and I said this last week about Iowa State. It didn't pan out because a referee decided to call an unsportsmanlike conduct on what would have been a touchdown pass. Um, but I said, if the line doesn't make sense, Vegas knows something you don't. Uh-huh. And it didn't make sense opening as a pick It makes less sense now that Auburn's a favorite. Ole Miss is a better team. I don't doubt that, but I'm inclined to take Auburn. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm on the opposite side, of course. Uh, but uh, let's let's continue the games of the week. I'm also have a, a say so in this game as well. Uh, Michigan at Michigan State. Uh, that is number six, Michigan at number eight, Michigan State. Uh, both of these teams look absolutely great. 
Uh, Michigan hasn't lost a game. Michigan State hasn't lost a game. Uh, over and under is set at 50. Uh, fun fact that I just got a word of that John Harbaugh, wait, Jim Harbaugh, wait, Jim. Jim. Jim is at Michigan. He is one and eight as the favorite on the road of all time. Uh, so this is gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one. I can see this gonna be an old Big Ten matchup. You know they're gonna it's gonna get real physical, grinded out game. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there on the under. It neither team is built to really go and score a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, and but and it's gonna be a quick game because both teams want to run the ball a lot. So very few possessions here. Two really good defenses. I'm with you on the under there as well. I like Michigan State here. Um, like you said, Jim Harbaugh on the road as, you know, road favorite, not, you know, not necessarily a great record. Jim Harbaugh against good teams when he is an underdog or a single digit favorite does not have a good record as the Michigan coach. Now, this year has been different. They've kind of bucked a lot of the trends this year. But I think Michigan State has something really special brewing over there. I, I like me. I, li- I think it's going to be a really close game. And if you give me points, I'm going to take them. So I'm going to take the four points in Michigan State. I'm getting the home. I'm getting a home team, and I'm getting four points. I'm getting a really good team at home. So give me a. I, I like go green. Give me Sparty. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so we could jump right into our picks. Um, I just spoke about this game, Michigan, Michigan State. I got the under at 50. Like you said, it's going to be a ground ground game, very physical, very running attack on both ends. Uh, look out for Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. Uh, he's he's doing his thing. Uh, but uh, this is going to be a ground out game. It's going to be a field goal type of uh, game for me. Uh, both teams undefeated got something to prove to Ohio State. Now, they have the upper hand because Ohio State has lost the game, but – Michigan, Michigan State can make a statement in the Big Ten. Uh, give me the under 50. Yeah, I love I love that underplay there. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of possessions in this game. I think it's going to be a very fast game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm with you there on the under. My first one of the week. They didn't have a good week last week. I like them to bounce back this week. I like Oklahoma minus 19 and a half against Texas Tech. It's not just a bounce back factor for Oklahoma. Texas Tech mysteriously fired their head coach, Matt Wells. I mean, he was 5-3 and three this year. He had been doing a decent job the previous two years. It doesn't smell right. Something's mm-hmm. up in that program. There's some turmoil going on in there. Oklahoma, last, you know, they had a great performance two weeks ago against TCU. Now they come back last week. They damn near lose to Kansas. Um, I like Oklahoma to come back this week with another really good performance at home. It's a Texas Tech team that's reeling, and no one really knows what's going on there. There's some turmoil that we don't know about yet that I think is going to unfold very shortly. I believe it will affect their performance this week. I don't like that they fired their head coach middle of the week, just kind of out of nowhere. He was 5-3 and three this year. Um, so give me Oklahoma minus 19 and a half. I like, I like them to bounce back, and I don't know what the status of Tech's program is. Mm. I like that pick as well uh, under the tutelage of Caleb Williams. Uh, he – He's very he's a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Uh key play he made in that Kansas game, uh, to take the ball out of Brooks' hand and uh get the first down. Very heads up by that. And and you mentioned Texas Tech uh fired the head coach. Really for no reason. I, I don't get it. And that's actually the coach one of the coaches I cover here in town is a friend of Matt Wells. So mm-hmm. 
I don't think he's going to tell me anything yet, but I'm kind of curious to know what the story there's there's some story there that's not being reported yet exactly and um so it might be in some higher front office type well ad type situation but yeah i like oklahoma i, I like there caleb williams is better than spencer Rattler in this offense and um as you you can see it the team is more excited they got more energy to play mm -hmm. uh, another game uh for myself old miss plus three at auburn I just like Ole Miss, man. I, I just I think Lane Kiffin has his team on the right path. Um, Auburn defense is kind of tough, but I think Auburn. I'm just kidding. I think Ole Miss can counteract that. If they, if if Ole Miss gets Auburn to play their game, they're going to lose. Like you, 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 mm -hmm. they're not a back and forth uh, type of team at all. Uh, so I like Ole Miss in that in that status. But if they slow it down, we've seen at Tennessee uh, where Tennessee kind of. Slowed the pace down for Ole Miss, and um, Ole Miss adjusted to that and uh, figured out a way to win that game. Uh, I like Matt Corral; he's really the Heisman winner to me right now. If we want to pick who's the Heisman winner, he's the he's the guy. Um, but plus three, this will be a big, big victory for Ole Miss at Auburn. Yeah, I mean, my eyes tell me Ole Miss here, but the line, the opening line, and the way it's moved since just tells me Auburn. Um, it's hard. It's hard. I don't necessarily disagree with you here. I just think the books disagree with you. That's yeah. my, that's really my hold up here. Uh, my second one of the week, uh, the world's largest cocktail party, Florida versus Georgia out in Jacksonville. I like the Gators cover 14 and a half. I know the Gators lost LSU. They lost Kentucky. Remember, this is even played Alabama very close. They they can put up points off. If they can go and run the football, this is a rivalry game. They're very familiar with Georgia, they're very familiar with Kirby Smart. I like Dan Mullen to have some wrinkles in the game plan here. This is a, you know, this is the game for Florida where it's been a disappointing year. But I'm not saying they're going to win this one, but a win here obviously makes their season. I like them to have a good performance here. I like them to outperform expectations. Um, and, you know, Georgia's offense is not, you know, their defense is incredible. Their offense is not amazing. Their offense is not amazing. I like Florida to keep this close. I like them to keep it within two touchdowns. I like the Bulldogs by 10, which means I like Florida to cover something along the lines of 31 21. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree. I because Florida plays, Florida plays tough. This is a neutral site, um, but they did play Alabama very close in a highly matchup of. of a lot of weeks back ago. Uh, I think that this play. is uh -huh. the game for Florida as well. That's what I like about this. This is the game for Florida on the schedule now. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think Emory Jones will try his best against this tough, tough, I, I mean, tough Georgia defense who really are – they are very stingy, stingy on the uh, – and, and Dan Mullen, the Florida coach, is really good schematically. So mm -hmm. I, I, there's going to be some wrinkles in there. Any trick plays that that's in the book are going to be busted out today. I like this to be. I like this to be a little close. Last game for me and Cougar stand up. You had to go through that five hour rain delay to finally get a chance to play against Eastern Carolina. Uh, you didn't cover, but you won uh, your homecoming game. So what a homecoming for UH. This is a big matchup. You're facing a ranked twenty four. In the country, in the nation, SMU ponies. 
at home. Pick them. I got to go with UH. Six-game winning streak. Haven't allowed 30 points since week one against Texas Tech. Defense overall has only given up 17 points. This defense hasn't looked that good since 2016. That was Ed Oliver year. Uh, oh, yeah, we played another year too, I think. Uh, so give me UH. What they're doing on the offensive side is opening the game up with the run, then the passing game opens the game up. Start with the run, open the pass. I like Toon, man. Toon is a he, – he makes some mistakes, but overall he makes great passes. And then you got to go on the other side, Tanner Mordecai, Oklahoma transfer, leads the, uh, leads the nation in uh, touchdown passes, leads FBS. SMU is good, but the defense is very questionable. They allow a lot of points. Uh, so I think UH will keep that stingy defense, keep the streak going, keep it under 30. Uh, give me the Cougs, man. I love I love what I see with the Cougars. I think with this victory, they will be ranked if they beat SMU. Yeah, I like this just because it's Dallas over Houston. I'm never or Houston over Dallas, and I ain't never gonna hate on anyone for taking Houston over Dallas. So H Town till I drown. Um, my last one of the week. I'm going against State of Texas here, much to my dismay. Uh, I'm taking Florida Atlantic minus 11 against UTEP. Um, this is why, similar to why I picked USC Notre Dame last week, I just, there were some things I saw with USC that I was like, ugh, don't like that for going up against Notre Dame. Uh-huh. That one worked out tremendously, and I hate Notre Dame. So the fact that I'm betting them tells you what you need to know. Um, in this one here, UTEP has a game against UTSA next week. And that's a big one because UTSA is undefeated. They're currently ranked. And for UTEP, it's a big opportunity for them. It's a big chance for them to kind of on a mid-major scene in the state of Texas make their presence known. This was a team that re- that has not been good in a long time, and they're starting to get really good this year. But I'm already seeing UTEP players, UTEP people in the athletic department kind of ch- chirping towards UTSA. They're already looking ahead at UTSA. Meanwhile, they got to get on a plane, go from El Paso, Texas, to Boca Raton, Florida, that's no short flight. Go all the way out there to play a good Florida Atlantic team on the road. I like FAU in this spot. I'm going to take the 11. I'm going to swallow the 11 points. I like the Owls to kind of ruin some of UTEP's momentum going into the uh, to the UTEP-UTSA game next weekend. I like FAU. I think there's a huge look-ahead factor here for UTEP. UTEP is not a team or not a program that's used to having a lot of success. They've had some. There's a big matchup coming up next week. I think they're going to be a little flat this week. I like the I like the Owls here, minus 11. Mm. Interesting. That's my dog. Uh, that's my dog. Uh, oh, excuse me. Recap of our picks. Uh, Gabe is going Oklahoma, minus 19 and a half versus Texas Tech. He's also going Florida, plus 14 and a half versus Georgia. And last but not least, FAU, minus 11 versus Utah. My picks, Bobby Beats picks, uh, Michigan versus Michigan State, under 50. Uh, second pick, Ole Miss plus three at Auburn. Last but not least, Houston Cougars pick them versus SMU at home. Uh, now that's my dog. Uh, that's my dog. It's kind of like super dog. Uh, we, pick t- we pick a game that we think this team can cover. Uh, if it's one-digit cover, you get you one point. If it's if they win outright and they cover, that's two points. And if it's a double-digit dog, 
mean 10 and above, and they cover and they outright win, that's three points. All right. I explained it right for the first time ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of UTEP, I'm going UTEP plus 11 at FAU. I think they're ready. Now you, you hit, you're closer to El Paso than I am. Yeah, and I'm not really that close to El Paso. <laughs> El Paso is far from Houston. Now think about how far that is from Florida. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty far. But I think they're ready. Uh, six and one, like we said, this team was a laughing stop two, three years ago. A big laughing stop. Uh, now they're getting that momentum. They're getting that swagger back. They only allow 19 points on the defensive side. Defense is very key for this team. And if you look at their last few games, I don't think they even got over. Okay. Uh, let, uh, yeah, they haven't allowed 30, over 30 points since they played Boise State. That uh, gave them 54 points. Uh, that was uh, September 10th, 2021. So this team is going on a high. Now you ask yourself, beats, who did they beat? University of New Mexico. We know what that is about. Old Dominion. <laughs> we know what that's about. Southern Miss. Sorry, Frank Gore Jr., but we know what that's about. And Louisiana Tech. We know what that's about. Louisiana Tech is down year this season. Normally, they're pretty solid. What I'm saying is I think this UTEP team got some fight. This is a statement right here. You, you can't lay down against the FAU team. FAU last week beat up on Charlotte 38-9. Um, but FAU has been inconsistent. Lost to UAB. Lost to Air Force. A good Air Force team, I might add. You know, you 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 take care of FIU and you take care of Charlotte. But those two teams are pretty much the bottom feeders of Conference USA. Give me UTEP plus 11. Tight defense. Tight game. I think they outright cover and they win. Yeah, I just the look ahead factor for me is too much for a team that's just not used to handling success. I think it's a I think it's a big fall flat spot for the miners. Uh, my my uh, my dog of the week. I love Michigan State here. Um, I love them getting four. These are not games Harbaugh has won. Michigan State in the last. Since Mike Hart made a little brother comment, you know, 15 years ago, has really dominated this rivalry. They've especially dominated the rivalry when they have a good team. When Michigan State is good, the last 15 years, they have beaten Michigan. This is a good Michigan State team. I like the Spartans to cover the plus four and outright win here. Two teams similarly built. I get, and I get Michigan State at home, uh, and I get four points. I like Sparty. I like them to win as well. Like that, like that, like that. All right, let's go to the pros where the big money is at. Uh, first game we got is Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints. The Bucs are favored by four and a half. Uh, wow, okay, that has moved. Okay, oh, wow. Um, over and under is 50. You got Brady, who was on two in the regular season last season against New Orleans Saints. Uh, hopefully he could. I mean, he will bounce back. I mean, this is Jameis. Um, <laughs> this is Jameis' first time facing his former team as well. Uh, wait. Yeah, wait, he threw a touchdown pass in the playoff game last year, but it's his first time really facing him. Yeah, really facing this team. He played with this team for a very, very long time. Uh, so he's. I'm pretty sure he's seeking revenge. Uh, might not have A.B., but Brady has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. 
Gronk might be back this week. Gronk might be back. You got OJ Howard, Cameron Bray, Scotty Miller, uh, Drayden. All right, I'm going to stop you because Rob gets on a roll and he'll start going through all 17 games on the schedule and all 53 dudes on the <laughs> roster. Uh, I, that I, wide receiver from North Texas from Houston. Okay, and my, and my internet ain't allowing me to uh, – it, it keeps uh, – like it has me on a delay, not on audio but on video. So I can't give him the look like Rob. Let's wrap All it right. up now. Uh, right. well, I mean, here's the thing: this line has moved a point and a half towards New Orleans in the last five hours. Mm-hmm. That's and I love this game in New Orleans minus six. At four and a half, I think I still lean New Orleans, but it ain't as strong as it was when it was minus six. That's a but Antonio Brown being out that does matter. And New Orleans defense is really really good. And Sean Payton, he is outside of the playoff game last year. He's owned Tampa Bay historically. I think I like New Orleans here. Uh, I like New Orleans in four and a half. I loved them at six. I like them at four and a half. Okay. 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 Uh, Next game that I will be discussing about, Dallas Cowboys minus one and a half at Minnesota Vikings over and under 55. This is a Sunday night foosball matchup. Uh, Dallas looks good, man. Dallas looks good. Zeke is Zeke is feeling it. Tony Pollard is good. Okay, okay. I might go down the roster. Dak, uh, Dak is good. Um, hey, Dak's got a little calf injury right now. They have him as questionable for the game. I think this, this line has moved a point and a half towards the Vikings in less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the the Dak calf injury has something to do with that. Oh, yeah. I think the books are hedging a little bit there. I mean, it's I don't know. Kurt, Kurt I I think Dak is going to play ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going to be against Kurt Cousins in prime time. And as much as I hate to say it, the Cowboys have actually looked pretty good this year. Yeah, I, I can't hate. The Cowboys actually look pretty good this year. As much as I hate to say it, they look like a competent football team for the first time since Romo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't like. I don't know. If you're going to think about betting this game, monitor Dak Prescott situation closely. Because what you don't want to do is take the Cowboys as a favorite and then Saturday night, Dak Prescott's not playing. Mm. Get a get a status report from uh, – make sure you get a concrete he's playing, he's not playing before you bet this one. That's my, uh, that's my advice here. Sounds – Sounds very, very, very reasonable. Uh, let's see. Hmm. NFL. Let's go with Buffalo minus 14 uh, versus Miami. Look, Miami's looking at Deshaun Watson. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I let the cat out the bag. They ain't worried about it this season. This is a They're probably the most disappointing team because last season with Fitzmagic and Tua, what, they won 10 games? Yeah, they were a game away from the playoffs. Game away for the playoffs. Now they really far away from the playoffs now. Um, Tua, and, you know, just can't stay healthy. Jacoby Brissett, you know what he's in. You know what Jacoby is. Um, the defense has not looked good. They're looking to shop Xavier Howard. Um, a lot of weapons on the offensive side, but just, just can't get it together. Buffalo minus 14. This game is at in Buffalo. Josh Allen. Lost a lost a close one at Tennessee, but he he held his own. Um, I like the running back core. 
Diggs is a monster. Beasley's a monster. That defense, Ed and, and the rest of those guys, uh, they're, they're going to get to Tua. Uh, minus four. I think this is a stump. This is one of the 40 burgers from Buffalo, man. I think Miami's done. Miami is looking towards next year with their eyes set on number four in Houston. Yeah, it's <clears> – <throat> I've talked about this with Buffalo before. I like Buffalo with big spreads because they're a great blowout team. Mm-hmm. And this year especially, they do have a good defense, and I ain't like Miami's offense is anything special. And then their, their offense, they really never take their foot off the gas pedal. They're not going to go up two touchdowns and kind of relax there. They're going to keep their – you know, it's going to be pedal to the metal for the entire game. So I'm with you. I like Buffalo minus 14 as well. One I almost put down on here, but I thought we get a little diversity going. Already talked. I talked about New Orleans. I do like them. Uh, I like the Saints plus four and a half. Uh, I loved them at six. Like them at four and a half. That's a real defense they have over there. They got a home. They got a really good home crowd. They got a really good home crowd over there. Sean Payton's one of the best coaches in the game. And Tampa Bay. They had that big win in Chicago last week. It almost feels like they're on cruise control right now. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of just uh, you know. They beat the Rams, you know, or they lost to the Rams. They had that big one against the Patriots, and now they're just kind of, they're just kind of in cruise control right now. I think the Saints knock them off that cruise control a little bit. Sean Payton's going to have some wrinkles for him for that defense, a defense that historically he has owned. Um, I think this will be one of the better games Jameis Winston plays this season, and of course Alvin Kamara in the backfield probably going to be the best player on the field in this one when the Saints' offense is out there. I like New Orleans plus four and a half at home, getting more than a field goal with that crowd. You know that you know that crowd's going to be going crazy. I like the Saints here plus four and a half. I like them. I I don't think I like them to win. I do like them to cover here. I like that pick. I like that pick because I mean New Orleans knows that. I mean, look, like I said previous before, Tom Brady was zero two in the regular season last season against this New Orleans team. They know how to play Tom Brady. They they know what to look for. They know how to make them look silly back there. Um, defense is good. Offense is good. Offense was solid uh, for Jameis uh, last week. Um, that's what, what they play Monday. I don't know if that. I don't know if I call it solid. Okay, it was. It was. Uh, it, it was good it enough was, to win because <laughs> Geno Smith was the opposing. Quarter. It was. It, it was Alvin Kamara. When you look up the Saints' offense, just put a picture of Alvin Kamara or Kamara, either one you like. Put them back to uh, because that's that's what that was about. I mean, that man was catching, running the ball, he was doing it all. Uh, so I like that pick from New Orleans, four and a half. Like I said, I don't know if they'll win, but they they'll come close and keep the game close. This next pick, bear with me. L.A. Rams, Houston, Texas, under forty-seven and a half. Oh man, um, yeah, I don't know if the Rams can score forty-eight points. So yeah, I like this one. This this hell, man. Texans on the road were blown out with 102 to 8 points. All unders, all unders hit. That, that all, I think all they haven't the over game haven't happened for the Texans since probably probably Cleveland. But every ever since then, all unders have hit for the Texans. Um they can't move the ball on the offensive side. It, that, that game against Arizona would have been interesting. If the offense was was rolling, that game would have because Kyler really kept the Texans in that game. If you really if you really looked at the game, not the box score, but if you really looked at that game last week for the Texans, Kyler really kept the Texans in that game. But the offense just could not move the ball. Same for this week. 
Aaron Donald, look, he's gonna be licking his chops if it's Davis Mills. Tyler Tyrod Taylor is back. He's back at practice, but I don't know if he's been cleared for this upcoming week. And, and it don't matter, Rob. The Texans are terrible. Stop trying to talk yourself into there's hope. There's no hope in Houston as long as Cal McNair owns the team and Jack Easterby is running it. All right, wonderful. And David Cully is coaching it. All right. Well, he's in the bad spot. Under. He's a career a position coach, Rob. He had never even been a coordinator before. For 30 years, he had never been a coordinator. There's a reason for that. Now, I know people like him. I know he's nice. But when the first thing you say about a coach is he's a nice guy, that means he's not a good coach. So we can move on from the Houston Texans. I'm with you there on the under simply because I don't think the Rams are going to score 48 points. Um, So under 47 and a half. Rob, I said something last week about Niners and San Francisco. I said I love or Niners and Colts. Mm-hmm. I said I love the side you're on with the Colts. I love them plus four. Thing is, I was like, man, I think the Niners are a good team, and eventually they're going to start playing like it. I should have said that about the Colts because I've been the entire preseason. I was talking about how I think the Colts are a good team, mm-hmm. and they've had some close losses. They've been, you know, hasn't been ideal situation all the time. Last Sunday night, the Colts played like a good team. They played like the team I thought they were going to be. And Carson Wentz is really starting to come along as a quarterback now. T.Y. Hilton's back in the lineup. They got some weapons. They got a good running back core, good offensive line, good defensive line. I like the Colts minus one and a half as a favorite against the Tennessee Titans who just blew out the Kansas City Chiefs. What have we seen in the AFC this year? We've seen someone get, you know, coming into the year with the Chiefs all high and mighty. Well, then Baltimore knocks them down. Well, then it's Buffalo all high and mighty, and Tennessee knocks them down. Then it's, you know, Cincinnati. They knock off Buffalo. Oh, Cincinnati's really good. Tennessee right now, they beat Kansas City. They beat Buffalo. Tennessee's like at the top of the heap right now. They're they're due to come down a little bit. I like the Colts kind of knock them off that pedestal there, give themselves a key division win, and keep themselves in the running for a division title. I like the Colts minus one and a half to stay alive in the AFC South race. Make up some ground in the playoff picture as well. The Colts, I thought I said all preseason, they are a good team. I still think they are a good team. Before the year, I thought they'd split with the Tennessee Titans. They lost the first one. Okay, you got to come and win this one now at home. I like the Colts, one-and-a-half-point favorites at home to beat the Tennessee Titans. Not disagreeing with you on that. I know we're supposed to um, – Nah, we don't got to disagree. We're just trying to make money. Yeah, that too. Uh yeah, coach look good, man. Um, I, I think they're more focused, they're more um they're ready. And like you said, when teams play the Chiefs, they use all that energy, all that, and they beat them and then come back and they look flat the next and, and think about the last two weeks, that crazy game against Buffalo, then come back yeah. and stomping Kansas City. And also yeah. with the Colts, look at all they went through. In training camp with Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson's injuries. Mm-hmm. Like, think about, like, all that continuity that was lost in the preseason. T.Y. Hilton's out. You know, offensive lines being shuffled up. I think they're finally starting to get together and play like the team that I thought they would be coming into the year. That's how I see the call. I think they're starting to play that way. We're going to see them the next, you know, two months look like a really good team, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even if their record may not say they're as good as they are. Yeah, they're, they're really a sneaky team. 
Uh, last pick for me, Dallas minus one and a half at Minnesota. Uh, these two, two, these two teams faced uh, each other last season. Dallas was that was a horrible season from Dallas last. Well, yeah, it was a horrible season right before Dak uh, hurt his ankle, and they came back and beat Minnesota. Uh, down and out, they were dogs in that game. I remember not trying to bring up the old stuff. This is a new. This is a new Dallas team. Um, they're they're more focused. They're they're better on the offensive side. The offensive line are blocking again. Uh, the defensive side. Diggs is good, man. Diggs, Diggs is man. He probably fool around and win um uh, defensive player of the year, man. He he just snagging the interception. It's so bad he's catching interceptions like a wide receiver. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> To echo that point, I, I just think Dallas is a better team than Minnesota. I, I just think they're, they're a better team. I, Kirk Cousins, I, I, I could just see him making a mistake. I could just see him making a mistake. Uh, and it's going to be a tight game. I think a field goal wins this game for Dallas Cowboys. On the due to the fact that I, I like Dak, man. I like what he's bringing to the table. Like you said, the calf injury, hopefully that doesn't keep him on the sidelines. I think he'll play. Uh, but give me Dallas. Yeah, I would just say wait till you hear on Dak to bet on this game. I'm with you on Dallas minus the one and a half. Don't really trust Minnesota. Just wait on the Dak news. Don't pull the trigger right now. Even if you're giving up another point when Dak comes back, I think it's worth it because what you don't want is Dak's not playing. Is Cooper Rush the backup quarterback? I don't know. You don't want to be betting on the Cowboys with Cooper Rush or whoever their backup is. You want Dak Prescott there in the lineup ready to go. Um, my last one of the week, uh, the team, the football team closest geographically to me, uh, the Denver Broncos minus three against the football team, two teams that, uh, last few weeks have disappointed really over the last month have disappointed. Um, I like Denver here, Washington. I thought this defense was going to be good and it's not, um, it's not good. The kind of Taylor Heineke magic's wearing out a little bit. Washington does not have a great. They don't have a great offense or defense here. I get Denver at home. I do believe their defense, it also is not performing up to standard. It has performed better than Washington's. And also Teddy Bridgewater, I trust him. <coughs> oh, man. Ah, there we go. I trust Teddy Bridgewater to not make the mistake more than I trust Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. I think Heineke is more liable to throw one in the double coverage. He had it picked off. Teddy Bridgewater, a little bit safer. Denver, good offensive line, good defense line as well with Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. They can really run the ball. They got some weapons on the outside. I, I like Denver minus three against the football team. Yeah, I think the football team is done. A um, lot of expectations. We got Fitzmagic. He went down with the injury. Um, Taylor Heineke, it's not that guy. I mean, he's not. He's, he's not that guy. Uh, great story, though. Um, I mean, he's a nice backup, but when he's your week-in and week-out starter, it's just going to be hard to have yeah. consistent success. Yeah, keep your eyes on Cortland Sutton. Start him in your fantasy football team. I'm playing. Um, yeah, I like I like Denver in this matchup. Uh, I think the running attack would be very, very uh, – go very well with the team with uh, Williams and Melvin Gordon. Uh, so, I like Denver minus three. Defensive side, Vaughn Miller is back. That's all you need to know. Um, live dog is like we gave we man outright winners and we picked the live dogs, man. So, incredible, incredible last week for us. 
Um, yeah, we didn't even really have to sweat our dogs either. That was the other thing. Like, we weren't winning by a field goal. It was just – it was smooth sailing. Like, you had, you had Cincinnati last week. Who did I have? I can't remember who I had last week. I remember you had Cincinnati, and they just stomped Baltimore. I can't remember who I had, but it was just – I thought you had Indianapolis. Or did no, you have- I didn't have Indianapolis. Did I have – no, I didn't have Indianapolis. I can't even remember who. It was a four-point dog. Mm. Indianapolis one of your bets. I can't even remember who I had last week. <laughs> oh, I had Tennessee. Yeah. I had Tennessee. That's who I had last week. I had Tennessee. Week. And that was yeah. We we were kind of cruising there through the second half of those. We were no no stress there on the money line. So see if we have similar success this week. Um my first one, I like Chicago plus four against San Francisco. I believe Kyle Shanahan's a good coach because I've seen him be a good coach. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been a good coach this year. I don't know what the quarterback situation is. Is it going to be Jimmy? Is it going to be Trey Lance this week? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, could he just, like, stop turning the ball over, stop throwing it to dudes on the other team? I mean, that's all he did last week against Indianapolis. He gets a nine-point lead early on, and then he just can't stop throwing the ball away. Yeah. I mean, he just can't stop throwing it away. I like, uh, yeah, I like the Bears here. I know that, um, I know what they looked like last week against Tampa. Tampa's a really, really good team. They're at home this week. Justin Fields has bounced back after bad performances. They do have talent on this offense. Hey, Khalid Herbert, the uh, Khalil Herbert, the rookie out of out of Virginia Tech, hundred mm-hmm. yard rusher against Tampa Bay. He was actually doing some damage there on the ground. I like Herbert. They have receivers and Mooney and Robertson, Cole Komet. I like the Bears to get it going. And I think the Bears, with Justin Fields, at least have some kind of direction. I don't know what the hell the 49ers are doing. And the 49ers, Trent Williams is out. They're very hurt right now. Kittle's out. I don't know what the 49ers are doing right now. They can't cover anybody. That's the other thing here. San Francisco can't cover anybody. I like the Bears plus four. Give me, Give me Chicago. To win this one at home against a banged up San Francisco team. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they, they are a banged up team. I think Justin Fields will, will be better. Uh got a taste of the NFL again. Uh pretty much been a big, big appetite for him <laughs> this rookie season. But uh, he got a taste for it last week. Uh, but he'll bounce back this week. I like Chicago plus four. Yeah, 49 is a disappointing as well. Uh, this one, I, I don't know. I might be stepping out on this one. New England Patriots plus five at SoFi Stadium, LA Chargers. I think Bill Belichick, you know, if I want to go last year, I'm going to recap last year. They dominated. They dominated the rookie. Justin yeah, Hattie. that was, uh, that was like 45 to three or something. Like yeah. that was, that's Herbert's worst game as a pro. Yeah, they, they like Bill Belichick dialed it up and just confused the young man. I think he'll do the same. Mac Jones is a is a, he's gonna be a good quarterback in this league, but the Patriots just don't they don't scare you anymore. But they compete. Uh, they damn it, like they always find a diamond in the rough running back each year. They always find a diamond in the rough. This year's Damian Harris, Alabama kid, Alabama running back, former Alabama running back. Had a great game again. It was okay. It was the Jets, but uh, they knocked out Zach Wilson in that game, and they just pretty much just dominated the whole game. 
Uh, so, man, I, I like New England in this game. I think they continue the running game, continue running it with Damian Harris, get him some carries, open up the passing game with Matt Jones, and then there you have it. I think you – I think they could cover. I think New England Patriots will cover yeah. this game. They just got too much – like, Bill Belichick just knows what to do in these situations. Yeah, I feel like even with the coaching change, there's still like some Chargers stink on this team where they shoot themselves in the foot. Like they had Dallas beat, but three touchdowns come off the board because they can't stop committing penalties. They still can't kick. I mean, mm-hmm. after all these years, they can't find a kicker. Um, and now you're going against the Patriots who just – it always seems the Patriots have things just go their way. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's just kind of the thing. Like they just always get it to go their way. Yeah, I'm with. I think I'm with you there. Even though the Chargers, I believe, are a significantly more talented team. I don't, there's something about the Chargers where that organization is just allergic to success. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, recap of our picks: NFL picks. Gabe, New Orleans plus four and a half versus Tampa Bay. Indianapolis Colts minus one and a half versus Tennessee. Denver Broncos minus three versus Washington football team. My picks, Bobby Beats picks. Buffalo minus 14 versus Miami Dolphins. LA Rams, Houston, Texas under, which means total points of the game under 47 and a half. Last but not least, Dallas Cowboys minus one and a half at Minnesota Vikings for Sunday night football. Dun, 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 dun. The finale of the show. Uh, <laughs> best bet of the week. Um, we're, we're getting there. I'm just saying that. Um, <laughs> uh, Gabe, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first because either I win this or the Cowboys lose. So I'm happy either way. Uh, I'm taking Dallas minus one and a half. Like I said, wait till you hear the DAC news to bet this one. I be, I do believe Dak Prescott will play. Um, I do I do believe Dak Prescott will play, so that's big. Um, but I think Dallas is a better team. Their defense played really well this year. Uh, offensive line is healthy up to this point. Obviously, the receiving core, the running, the skill positions are really really good. Here, my one concern is that Dallas has not been good coming out of bye weeks, and they're a team that over the last twenty five years. Just anytime they're good, it's always like a letdown is coming. Anytime they're good, it's like a letdown is coming. Hasn't been the case so far this year. They've they've stacked up performances on top of each other. So I'm going with the Cowboys here, but that's my one concern. But I look at it, I think they're a significantly better, significantly better team than Minnesota in a primetime spot. I trust Dak Prescott far more than I trust Kirk Cousins. So give me the Cowboys minus one and a half on the road. Like it, like it. Best bet of the week for myself. Let's go to the Mountain West of college football. Fresno State, a plus one. You say pick them. I say plus one. At San Diego State, this will be a defensive game. Now, San Diego State has the defense. They don't have a quarterback. Oh, their quarterback's awful. So, <laughs> when you look for offense, look Fresno State way. They have a young stud who probably could be a good backup quarterback in this league in the NFL. He could go pro. Um, Fresno State can move the ball. They have stayed in a lot of games. They have won outright games. Excuse me. They stayed in games with Oregon. They beat UCLA. They came up short in some games that they were supposed to win. 
But I like this Fresno State team. Uh, San Diego State, like I said, they don't move the ball on the offensive side. They really, really struggle on the offensive side. So if you're up late at night, around 9.30 Central Time, 10.30 Mountain West. Wait, hold on. 8.30 Mountain Time and 10.30 Eastern Time. See, Gabe, you try to confuse me. I got my times right. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm proud of you. But uh, if you look at Fresno last five, beat Nevada 94-32, uh, Wyoming shut out 17-zip. Like I said, they beat the teams they're supposed to be. Nevada is a good-ass team. Don't don't sleep on Nevada. Great team. UNLV, they struggle with UNLV, but they pulled ahead 38-30. And like I said, they beat UCLA, and they stayed with it with Oregon. So that or, the only two losses is Hawaii, which they should not lost that game, and uh, Oregon. But uh, San Diego State undefeated, but the offense will be key. The offense will be very key. If they get into a shootout matchup, they cannot hang. They cannot hang with a team like Fresno State. So give me Fresno, man, on the road. Let's go ahead and un let's go beat the undefeated San Diego ass ticks. Yeah, Fresno's been pretty good this year. I'm surprised San Diego State's a favorite, but I don't watch a whole lot of Mountain West football, so I'm not going to act like a ton. I know a ton about either of these teams. Well, that wraps us up. <laughs> that wraps up the game, Shaq. Uh, like, uh, excuse me, uh, you get uh, Gambling Shack anywhere you get your podcast from, from Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all that great stuff. Uh, we will drop our picks soon, and it will be a Twitter page soon to be made from the Gambling Shack, which we probably should have been made. Anyway, as of now, I'm Robert Harris Jr., a.k.a. Bobby Beach. You can follow me on Twitter at Robo Harris Jr. Uh, don't see him, but that's my main man, Gabe Myers. G underscore Myers 33. We're still holding up 33 over here. Still holding up the 33. And as of till time, a little as till next time. Ooh, Lord, I can't talk. I'm talking like Charles Barkley. And until next time, happy betting. Happy betting. <laughs>